You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-840. But today's a special edition of Catholic Schools Today. I'm Father Greg Sakowitz, the Rector of Holyam Cathedral, co-hosting from home, Dr. Jim Rigg, Superintendent of Catholic Schools, Church Diocese of Chicago. Time is 8.01. Good morning, Jim. How are you? Good morning. You should say co-hosting from a safe social distance. <laughs> from a safe social distance. But I know that you have been anything but home. You've been traveling to the schools a lot since they opened the last yes. few weeks. So, with uh, well, first of all, how are you doing, Doctor Jim Rigg? I am doing well. I'm actually not at home. I'm actually sitting in my car outside one of our Catholic schools. I, I have been on the road quite a lot um, since the school year started, and have also. Uh, been working from the office a fair amount, uh, so it's a it's a busy time, but it's a a great time for us because the school year is underway. So as of last week, which was the week after Labor Day, we had all 199 Catholic schools of the Archdiocese open for in-person instruction. Congratulations! Had, thank you. We had some schools uh, start back in kind of mid-August, and then through late August, early September, the rest of them kind of came online. So we. Uh, we have kids in our classrooms, and we are thrilled to have started the new year in earnest. Now, Jim, between the 199, how many grammar schools, how many Catholic high schools? So of the uh, 199, there are 31 high schools, and the rest are elementary schools. So 168, okay. Correct. And uh, most of those elementary schools are run directly by the archdiocese, including those that are affiliated with um, parishes. Uh, but there are a set of independent elementary schools. And then the majority of the high schools are run by independent religious orders, although the archdiocese does run three of them, uh, including uh, one of the schools represented on our show this morning. Now, the thing is, with all 199 schools opening, how is the learning happening? I mean, are they there Monday through Friday? Is it cohorts? Is it uh, hybrid? What is the situation, or is it a combination of a lot? Yeah, so uh, you may remember that um, from prior shows that we put together a very detailed reopening plan. It was unveiled in early July, and it does allow for, at the elementary level, uh, full-time in-person instruction. So we're welcoming back students for in-person instruction five days a week, seven-plus hours a day. Now, that's at the elementary level. The high schools are a bit more uh, flexible, I think, in their programming. Many of them are doing uh, hybrid approaches where... Students are in school some of the time and out of school some of the time. And then um, at the elementary level, we've also put together a track for long-term virtual learning for those families that are not yet ready to return for in-person instruction. Mm -hmm. So we have about uh, 15, 16 percent 
of our families that have decided for a variety of reasons that the time is not right to return for in-person instruction. And we want to make sure that they're supported as well. And so we've uh, been working with our schools to employ uh, a variety of approaches to ongoing virtual learning, depending upon the number of students at the school that want the virtual learning, the kind of availability of technology, and other factors. So that, would that be like about, you said, 15 or 16% of the 70,000 children in Catholic schools in the archdiocese? Uh, yes, correct. So that'd be about uh, 10,000. Yeah, it's a fair amount. It's mm-hmm. a bit lower because the uh, the 70,000 figure factors in high schools. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's about 50,000 at the elementary level. So it's about 15 or so percent to the 50,000. Now, I think you'd probably be the first to say that this was one of the hardest summers for you because I know from the cathedral perspective and parish's perspective to try to reopen was incredibly difficult. I know on a Catholic school's level, the summer was anything but summer as you spent hours and hours and hours creating uh, safety procedures for the reopening in the last few weeks. Yes, so this has been, uh, without a doubt, one of the busiest periods of my professional career, and I know that I speak on behalf of the principals and teachers in saying this. I think that uh, all of us have been exceptionally busy as we have tried to put in place the necessary health and safety procedures to reopen our schools safely. And I have nothing but gratitude and appreciation for the incredible work our principals and teachers and staff members have done uh, through the summer and into the fall as we've reopened the schools. Uh, It's really a miracle, and I don't say that lightly, that Mm -hmm. we've been able to do this. Um, But, you know, it's, it's going very well. I mean, our health and safety protocols seem to be working. We have had a few cases of COVID in our schools um, virtually all of it was brought in from the outside, people who are becoming infected through, you know, familial transmissions or, mm-hmm. you know, social events and that sort of thing. Uh, and so far, we're not aware of any occurrences where, you know, COVID has spread in our schools when people have followed our health and safety procedures. Now, in the cases so where there people, have been outbreaks of COVID, how has the school responded? I mean, it depends upon the specific situation. So we do have our students in cohorts. Uh, so the now, maybe to explain usually, to some of our listeners, what is a cohort? Sure. So a cohort is similar to a homeroom. Usually it is the homeroom. So mm-hmm. the idea is that a student is assigned to a cohort, which is a group of students as well as usually a homeroom teacher. And the idea is that they stay together as a cohort all day long. So they don't intermingle with other cohorts. Uh, so they're always sort of distant from those other cohorts, uh, whether it's at times like lunch or recess or going in and out of the building. And so the idea is that if there is an infection within a cohort, you only have to quarantine the cohort. You don't have to shut down the whole school. Is even so recess is a, done in cohorts? Correct. Okay. So kids go outside. Now, they might have other cohorts on the playground, but they're 30 feet or more away from each other. Mm-hmm. So they're not intermingling like we normally would during a school year at recess. And maybe another term to explain, what is a hybrid situation? Yeah, so a hybrid approach usually refers to uh, situations where students are in school, sometimes learning in person and out of school at other times learning via technology. And again, we don't really have this happening with our elementary schools, but at the high school level, it's a far more common approach because it's harder to, co- to cohort kids at the high school level. Mm-hmm. You know, kids at the high school level, because of, of programming and electives and other things, they're 
constantly reconfigured. You know, every class they're with a different group of kids. Right. Whereas at the elementary level, usually you're with the same group of kids all day long for the most part. And so because of that, most of our high schools have chosen a, a hybrid approach. I do, and I do find that um, you know, many people had said to me, oh, the closing of the cathedral back in March, you have nothing to do because there's no masses, meetings have been closed down. But the exact opposite, I never worked harder with the closing of the cathedral <laughs> and trying to reopen. And I'm sure the same with you, Jim, with all your administration, faculty and teachers. I've been talking to some of them, and just this summer was many have said to me, they never worked harder because, remember, we're putting into place new procedures, protocols, directives, changes. And we're in some ways, we're going, we're creating as we go along. We've never been through this before. So there's no playbook to, to, to guide us by. No, uh, you're absolutely right. And um, as I said before, I've had a chance to get out into many of the schools since uh, the school year started, and it's been uh, so impressive to see all of these health and safety protocols in place. Our, uh, our principals, our teachers, our staff members are truly working exceptionally hard. But I have to tell you, Father, you know, in, in the schools, there just seems to be a spirit of joy and relief I mean, we are welcoming students back for the first time in six months. We haven't seen yeah. these kids since St. Patrick's Day. You know? So to be That's able right. to have them back in our buildings, and, you know, I, 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 Catholic educators, including myself, do this for because we love kids, we love the work, we love the mission. And so we've missed these kids. And to be able to welcome them back for in-person instruction is truly uh, powerful. And so it's been really, really uh, gratifying for me to go out and witness this joy firsthand. I was talking to children in the summer who couldn't wait to get back to school because they missed being with their friends or just missed that whole socialization of that atmosphere. And I think when you're at home those last six months or if it were to continue that way, it really hurts in the whole socialization process of a child. They have to be able to interact as a way to, to grow, there's growth on different levels. Absolutely right. So there are many, many good reasons why in-person instruction is preferable. Uh, and uh, we've put in place really, really strong health and safety procedures that we feel confident are going to provide for the ongoing security and health of our students. So, uh, so far, as I said, it seems to be working. You know, I know it's, uh, it's inconvenient and sometimes uncomfortable to wear a mask and be distant and stay in your cohort and follow all the other guidelines we've put together. But at the end of the day, uh, I'm convinced our kids are getting a better education because they're able to see their teachers every day. And it really, the system is working, but it is hard because I've been known as I love to shake hands, learn to hug. And so now you do is a fist, not even fist bumps, but elbow bumps, and you wave to people, sign a piece of church as just a wave or a bow. And so with these, like a, a new norm, but again, we're doing this for the safety of children, the safety of each other, and uh, with the grace of God to get through this uh, COVID-19. Uh, Jim, we're going to take a break here. We're listening to uh, Catholic Schools Today on WNDZ 750 AM, our phone number 312-255-8408. Greg with Dr. co-host Dr. Jim Rigg. We'll be back after a moment. Again, do not touch that dial.